Now try this, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus, and that's Nick. Hello, Nick. How are you doing today? I am doing fine, because it is time for me to rhyme on the podcast, because we're going to sing a song for not too long, and Marcus has a big gold dong. Do, do, do. Guys, wow. welcome to Now Try This. We are reviewing today up here why because it's marcus's challenge and he challenged me to watch it and we watched the first season and that's what we're doing here today but before we get to that quick business head on over to patreon.com slash now try this cast to submit and soon vote on the suggestions for next month this month we did john wick it was a good time it was a good episode that hopefully our editor will be able to edit soon and you guys will be able to listen to very soon and uh, and then it's me. It's, I'm the editor. I'm the editor. I have to edit it. And you guys will love it because you won't be able to listen to that until you won't be able to listen to this until I edit that. So welcome to the life of a podcaster. We are here. We challenge each other and you guys get involved once a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash not try this cast. If anything, that is more incentive for you guys to head over to twitch.tv slash now try this cast and watch us live or catch the stream a couple of days after because you know what? We that shit's not edited. <laughs> you can just catch it whenever you want, you want to catch it. You can join the conversation. And uh, if you've got opinions, if you're tired of us speaking a, a certain way about something and you want to voice your opinion about something, join us live. Yeah, honestly, it's wonderful to join us live. We have a little community here and you get to give us your criticism in real time. We will address you probably live and you could really piss us off. So go for it and mess with us. It's a great You can time. also get blocked, Ooh. which is an honor, I would say. It's an honor. And uh, I uh, will talk to our moderator. I am sure she is trigger happy. I'm sure she is waiting in the wings to just ban, 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 ban. We've given her this power. We don't have enough people over here for her to abuse that power. She would love to abuse it. Please come on over to twitch.tv slash not this cast. Get banned. <laughs> but Marcus, before we get to up here, let me tell you what our challenge is next week next week can, can you mm, do it in song yeah what kind of song okay what genre uh razzmatazz this is genre. <laughs> yeah 100 okay. if you wanna be here next tuesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time you'll be witnessing two friends talk about james gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy! Marcus, next week we were doing Guardians of the Galaxy. That's my challenge to you. Marcus, this came out of nowhere. I had no idea. I'm not trying to be timely. I'm a little behind, but I watched it and I thought, oh, that's the challenge for next week. Okay. So next week we will be doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe the last James Gunn Marvel film ever. Who knows? Uh, did, did he sign a contract with DC that doesn't let him do Marvel stuff? He just doesn't have time. That's true. He has to. He has to do all of DC. Now. That's true. He, he's, he's in charge a big of all job. of it. 
He's got he, a big job. To be fair, if he messes up Superman, he won't have a job anymore. So maybe Mar- he'll go back yeah, to Marvel. Yeah, that's true. That's it's, true. I feel so bad. And we'll talk more about it next week. But he has so much riding on that script and that casting and that mm-hmm. directorial, dir- directing that movie. And I think he's got everything in his favor. I think enough people are rooting for him. I think people want it. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. And I think he's great. So anyway, next week. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Watch it, Marcus, and we will talk about it here. I think he can pull it off for sure. Yeah. I, I'm just hoping play. during our Guardians episode, we talk to, way more about Superman. That's my goal. Because if, okay. if you watch any of the interviews about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, a lot of it has to do with this DC stuff. DC stuff. And I'm oh, like, that's interesting. it's very funny. He's like, cool. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. You did such a good job. So when you get to Superman, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. But that's of course, fun. that's the nature of it. That's the yeah. nature. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Nick Nack Nieves, for coming over to the Twitch and using your Prime to subscribe oh, for 22 months wow what a real fan amazing that's a true dedicated fan if you have your twitch prime subscription remember to use it for free use those bezos bucks stick it to jeff bezos and give us some of his cash yeah otherwise it's just sitting there yeah not being marcus is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get to up here because i uh I don't have too much to say. I haven't tried anything new. I have Guardians. We're going to watch it. Oh, I have been watching Smash, the that's, musical. That's ironically, another musical show that's very old. Yeah. And I'm so sorry if I don't get any watch anything new by the time my challenge comes around again. That will be my next challenge. <laughs> but that's all I've been doing. I'm going back into the recesses and watching some old stuff. What about you? I am. I'll, you know what? I'll say it on the podcast. You know this. I've been working on a board game. I'm not going to talk <gasps> much about the board game because it's oh. still very early in the playtesting phases. But it's been consuming all of my being. <laughs> um, but it's been great. It's been really fun. I've been Good. trying to join like the board game design community and, and get ideas for stuff and like talk to people there. And everyone's been incredibly yeah. helpful. It's a very nice community that i didn't expect on reddit on on uh, facebook and discord facebook and discord mm-hmm. i'm discord. sure that there's also reddits for a couple of things but i'm not really yeah reddit but reddit's like usually that. toxic which is why i was subscribed su- surprised when you said that yeah no why. this this youtuber started a board game design lab facebook page and they're everyone's very helpful and friendly nice and until you see your board game kickstarter next week right what happened? Until you see your board game kickstarted next week by somebody else. Yeah, that's true. That's 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 the scary part about this whole thing. It is scary. But I've been I've been like watching a million videos, learning so much from all these people. And there's there's one there's like a couple of pieces of advice for like game design and honestly for anything that's been helpful is that like anything you're gonna try to do has already been done in some way. Just yeah. make it your own, and that's the best thing you can do. Yeah, I love that advice for all of life. Yeah. Like, why not start a podcast with your best friend that you can talk about movies, even though everyone's doing that, right? Exactly. Who cares? It's but nobody's us. Exactly. Look, we're doing something unique. Nobody else is us, us two specific guys talking about the movies that they love. Or we're doing something unique, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to trademark a new word. Oh, that's very unique of you. What? I like it. Get it? It's both of us. Is the uh-huh. word unique? I like it. That's what I, like I did. It. I, um, I like it. Replaced Nick with Nick, and then added mm-hmm. you on because we're a duo that does comedy here on this podcast. <laughs> At least we like to call it comedy. 
<laughs> I love it. Look, I, I'm laughing. That's what matters. <laughs> I'm laughing. Who cares? That's the only reason I tell jokes to make myself laugh. Great. I'm so excited to play. I'm so excited for us to play online. Mm-hmm. That's so going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to see that. Yeah. We would totally turn into a board game show. Yeah, 100%. I, I, so they highly recommend, because of COVID, it's changed everything, but they highly recommend oh. you like put your game online. There's a Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia are two websites yeah. where they're badly made and everyone is like, yes, these I've are the them. worst made yeah. websites ever. It feels like playing board games with scissors for hands, but yeah, but it's there. It's there and it. it's good and it's yeah. it's useful and it gets the job done. So, yeah, we could always stream it or something. Amazing. Uh, I'm so excited. Give us give us one nugget, one little tidbit nugget thing about it. Get it's us excited. Goblin themed. <gasps> what kind of goblins? Goblins. Uh, like There's so there's all different kinds of goblins with different Holy abilities. Shoot. And stuff. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Is there a is there a is there a hobgoblin there's hobgoblin inspired goblins every goblin Ooh. you can think of there's goblins there a- after like favorite my favorite film and tv stuff there's references a lot of goblin references to things i like is there a bugs bunny fighting trying to be inside of a rocket goblin no those aren't goblins there's not either. there's a there's a godzilla are, goblin. goblins. what is that what is that what are the things that gremlins is that what like messes with technology and i first saw it in a bugs bunny like i in know a rocket. i know what you're talking about and, and they were like yeah. messing with the technology and yeah, the bugs yeah, yeah, found yeah. them it's not goblins it's something really close to goblins troll not trolls gremlins no gremlin if you know, let us know. Okay. Uh, get get us get in the chat. Get in the chat. Get in the comments. Let us there's know. There's a let there's us. a John McClane Goblin. His name is <laughs> John McGroblin, the Die Hard Goblin, aka Die Hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the vibe of the game. <laughs> Amazing. That sounds so cool. I think yeah, everyone's yeah. already excited about it. I can't mm-hmm. wait to play. Mm-hmm. Marcus, you gave me up here. What is up here? Because <laughs> Not a lot of people have seen it. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting that you say that because I uh, 100% agree. I appear is a musical TV show that's on Hulu that I actually watched trying to mind game the podcast. And I was like, Nick is obviously going to give me this show. It has Cisco from The Flash. It's God May Whitman. It's a musical TV show. Like, this is going to be the next podcast challenge. Let me get a head start and watch a couple episodes. Yeah. So I was like, great. I watched a couple episodes. Not the next challenge. Fine. It'll be the next one after that. Kept watching more. Not the next challenge after that either. And it pretty much seemed like it was never going to come up as a challenge from you and you kept telling me you hadn't watched it yet and i was like well i've watched all of it now and i cried many times during the show and it resonated with me in a big way and so i figured i would give it to you as a challenge i meant to watch it i was going it was been on my radar as soon as you see a musical show but our last like two months have just been weird with mm-hmm. vacations and trips and family visiting and holidays and Patreon challenges. I've only had one challenge yeah, in the last like month and a half. So I haven't had to watch anything for the podcast. So it just, you know, it was just falling back on the list. I mean, because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the new season's out. Oh, yeah, it's true. Lexi just mentioned she wanted to check out Sherlock. So that's on our list. 
We still haven't watched White Lotus, and we want to get on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just finished Steven Universe, so there it's just on. It was on the log. But when you said you were watching, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll probably watch it and then challenge him. And then again, and then you were like, I'm challenging you. Yeah. And I was like, where am I? This podcast is hinges on the fact that you give me diehard in horror movies mm-hmm. and I give you rom-coms and musicals. Yeah. And here you are giving me a rom-com musical show. And I guess that means next week I'm giving you the horror movie horror dying with bruce willis like i don't know like i don't know what what do i challenge like i mean i'm giving you guardians of the galaxy because i just saw it but like i i'm i gotta go find a horror movie or something to give you i gotta go like change up what's happening here i think all that that says is that i'm growing and that you need to branch out a little bit more okay you've influenced me i'm growing i'm and you need to grow out of your comfort zone because i know you never watch horror movies ever just kidding <laughs> i do a good chunk you do you 100 watch horror movies i do now i'm just looking like what was the last challenge that i gave that was like against type and i'm looking <laughs> is there not much there has to be something I, no in line in line in line in line giving you wormwood was in line yeah giving you uh patreon patreon giving you starstruck a rom-com in line oh my god manhattan that's like wow classic that's nick. classic nick dr strange classic nick severance was you that was patreon unordinary a webcomic that no one reads classic nick reacher yeah that's a nick. show no one gives a shit about classic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, pokemon legends of reacher Machina, is very much in impo- a mission impossible vibes and i feel like yes, you love that's mission why impossible mm-hmm. yes hawkeye zoe's extraordinary playlist sex in the city looking down the list of podcast challenges brats movie i feel like it throws me off because it's not every other one is mine because we have Patreon yeah. stuff in there yeah, yeah, yeah. so i get yeah. confused and the Patreon and sometimes a, a rom com anime, Love is War. I mean, dude, yeah, I haven't given true. an off. All right, I'm gonna have to think about this. I need to find like <laughs> a really offbeat. I just saw two reality show dating competition shows: The Perfect Match and The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? A Saw movie? I gave you a Saw movie. I mean, that's what the podcast is. So it would be weird if it was very different than your usual thing. Well, you're doing that. That's fair. I'm not growing. Is this? You just I mean, called me I, out. I work, you know, off off for Broadway. I love musicals. It's not that out of my weird wheelhouse. It's the same way Saw is out of your wheelhouse. Is you love Saw? I love musicals. I guess that's true. But like, you watched the show because you thought I was giving it to you, right? That like is true. I, <laughs> I, I need to. I need to watch something that I think you're going to give to me. Uh huh. And that I need to do well anyway this was on my radar for the same reasons i love cisco love way may whitman may whitman from parenthood scott pilgrim avatar yes love may whitman she's fantastic always love her and then cisco stole my heart in the flash that those first couple seasons of flash i think are some of the best seasons of television definitely the best superhero and i mean i knew off the top of my head the name of the director of the show tommy kale thomas kale mm-hmm. uh, and he was a big part of the show and helped make it and directed it because he's the director of hamilton oh wow yeah he directed in the heights and hamilton and he's lin-manuel miranda's longtime collaborator for style of the supreme as well 
So, oh, okay. I saw that. I never saw State of Grace, Mae Whitman on State of Grace. Should I go back and check that out? I love kind of watching old. Is that it sounds like an ABC Family show? I never heard of State of Grace either. So, I, I have no it idea. Sounds like an ABC Family show, right? Yeah. Like something like that. And yeah. I love going back and watching those shows because they're so bad. So, it, it's funny that there's so many reasons to watch this, but yeah. it's so funny. I'm looking at it now that you're talking about like, you know, just going over overview of the show. I didn't notice that the score is 56 percent on tomatoes. Marcus, let me finish. So I when I, I oh, go no. in you and hated the show, <laughs> hold on. And I go in and now we went on preparing. I realized who else is involved? Steven Levinson helped write it. He won a Tony for writing Dear Evan Hansen, which I think the things that happen in their play, that play are the things that are wrong with it. So it's the music that kills, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. book. But he also helped write the screenplay for Tick, Tick, Boom, which. Oh, that's cool. That, amazing. That was great. And then I thought, well, who were the songwriters? And I looked Robert Lopez. I don't know that name off the top of my head, but then I look and he has an EGOT because he collaborated to make the music for Book of Mormon. Wow. For Avenue Q. For wow. the Frozen movies and Coco, I wouldn't say Frozen is, is where I know he has pedigree. I mean, Avenue Q, one of my favorite musicals from on Broadway. Book of Mormon, one of my favorite things on Broadway. They are so funny. They're so dynamic. They're so interesting. So yeah. I looked down this list, and it's just like, wow. Whoever made the show, like originally, whoever's like big idea it was, was like, let's get all the who's who of everyone on board, and then this is the show they made. So you tell me why you gave it to me and what you enjoyed about this TV series called Up Here That, as you say, has a 56% on Rotten Tomato and 88% audience score. So there's a husband-wife duo of Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. I want to give Kristen Anderson her fair time in the sun as well. But they both worked on Frozen together and they both worked on the show together. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also based on Up Here, which is by them. Which I guess I don't know if it was a it was probably could have been a song or whatever. cycle. Who knows? It could have been a short something they made. But as to the reason I gave it to you, I feel like when I was watching it, there were so many character moments that really resonated with me and that I thought were really fun to see on screen and weren't stuff that we see on screen all the time in TV shows and movies. And they had a relationship that felt real and you were seeing their internals, you know, their internal dialogue. And they had the each have these like voices in their heads that are constantly like telling them that they're terrible, you know, or basically representing the like people around them who had some kind of major influence in their lives and they sing songs. And so that I was like, wow, you see that kind of stuff in shows. It's not like it's never been done before, but the way it was done in this show in particular, I thought was really good. And I feel like it really resonated with me. The character of Carlos, uh, not character of Carlos, the character of Miguel played by Carlos Valdez. I was like projecting hard onto him. And even Mae Whitman, there were a lot of things that she was going through that I was like, Oh, I can really resonate with that. I really feel like I've, I've thought that way before I've been that way before in relationships um, and seeing their, them growing and, and trying to work on themselves and trying to figure their own shit out so that way they can have a meaningful relationship. Granted, they weren't going to therapy, but they were trying to work through the stuff. Was also another thing that I really resonated with that I've, I feel like I've been trying really hard. I'm going to therapy. I'm trying really hard to work on my own stuff. And I liked seeing that portrayed on screen. Marcus, I, 
God, I have so much to say. Can you explain to me when you see them working on their stuff? Because actively what I saw for eight episodes were two people who did not work on their stuff once. (laughs) They actively went against the right decision and what they, they did not communicate. They did not say anything to each other that would permeate a good relationship at all. Yeah. So the fact that you say that is blowing my mind. Like everything else, just like, yes, there's voices that had that's really cool. There's music. What are you talking about? I think that this show is sort of unconventional. I think for me, it felt very real in a lot of ways because of the like when you make a change, right? Like when you grow as a person, it is small incremental changes that happen over a period of time and so you look back at your life and you're like whoa i am a completely different person than i was a year ago granted it could could be a hindrance to the show that they are moving at small incremental pace (laughs) and at the end it's not like yes they solved all their problems and they wrapped it in a bow i think when you are truly working yourself and trying to grow as a person it's not a constant growth right like you're gonna hit bumps in the road throughout the whole you're gonna have ups and you're gonna have downs and i think that that was displayed in the show i think that they were trying to have conversations they were working through their demons and i don't necessarily think they got there in the end but they made progress (laughs) (laughs) hard disagree oh my goodness oh my god like they didn't work on anything like the only thing that like the only reason anything gets solved in this is because Marcus, one of my biggest pet peeves of uh-huh. anything, and you know that, is when a problem is solved with drugs. <laughs> and that's the only thing that was solved during. So, so Lindsay starts off. I don't off, even think that was solved, but you're right. Yeah. Fucking. Lindsay starts the show by being a good writer. She continues the show by being a good writer. And by the end of the show, she finds out she's a good writer. Uh, Miguel starts it by thinking he wants to be a banker, mm-hmm. getting to be a banker, and then getting fired from being a banker. Then he says, "Well, I guess I don't need to be a banker anymore." <laughs> so, so I see exactly what you're saying, <laughs> but I want you to look at it from a different perspective, right? Okay, I'm ready. You're, I'm you're ready. looking at it from an object, objective based perspective, <laughs> right? So, so yeah. you're you're looking at it like she was a good writer. And then she was still a good writer at the end of it. But her being a good writer was never in question. What was in question was her belief she was a good writer, right? So she goes in finally getting the validation that she won this award. And that, you know, sets her on a trajectory to destroy her entire life. If only we could have saw her struggling with thinking she's a good writer before she does that. But that's the beginning of the show. But it's not about her being good at writing or not it's about her, her believing in herself and she doesn't and she's right not away. taking any risks right she did at the very beginning of the show she took the biggest risk she left her fiance she moved to new york yes but you see that it's built up over years of resentment and things like that that she's it's building up to this like relationship Look, I don't want to watch a show about her in a boring ass relationship, slowly realizing that she shouldn't be in one. I think the start of the show 
with her making this big sweeping dramatic change and then realizing she's in over her head was kind of, was a good place for it to start for me at least listen i'm just saying if you want me to give a crap about your main character and listen i love may whitman so much i mm-hmm. think i do want uh, i read one review and it's from the hollywood reporter and it says the leads are great their show is not and that is so much of what i feel about this show so like I, I don't disagree with you that mm-hmm. I don't need it for a long time, but there was one song and one song only, and then that was solved. And then she did it. She did the thing. And then like, there's no, like, I, oh man, I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like I just, mm-hmm. the things that happened in this show are the things that piss me off about rom-coms and piss me off about shows where one conversation about real feelings one discussion of working through a problem but like every time there's a the littlest problem boom they break up yeah and they go over here and then circumstance and coincidence brings them back together and then boom another blow up circumstance boom blow it up circumstance by the end i was like okay listen you don't belong together i'm supposed to be rooting for you that you belong together and but i'm like no you both don't I, I and it's not because I didn't think there was love because or chemistry because they displayed that well because the actors are really good but like yeah. by the end I'm like why am I rooting for you two to be together you both suck at being in a relationship you're terrible partners like you're both bad at being a partner but I think that's real I I like I think that two people when they get together in a relationship are not built to be together right like I think that is so like that is insanely rare for that to be the case. You just must be two very boring people. Like, I, I think that over when you meet a person, you have to kind of like learn them and learn to in, in learn to mesh with them in an interesting way. And it doesn't always work. Yes, I think you're right. I think this does fall into a lot of the sort of like rom cominess of the genre. No, right? no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the opposite. That Marcus, they don't if, belong together. If this, if this wanted to be a rom com then it should have been a rom-com where I should have wanted them together. It, musicals and rom-coms are like, this was not, it did not do either one of those things. It did not do the, like, I believe so much in love. And it didn't go hard enough in the realism to be like a different takeover here where I'm like, whoa, I'm watching like this gritty realistic. It like had well, the show. Realism isn't sh- grittiness. Well, yes. Yes, you know what is. I mean? I know it's. I mean, like, it's like, like, it's like well, that's where the phrase like comes from, like the gritty realness of reality, right? Sure, like, but it's but yeah. gritty. But gritty can also be messy, right? Real can also be messy, and that's what this show yeah. was. It was messy. It wasn't messy. It was like uh, it was messy. Yes, but it was like not because of like realness. Like there wasn't like real like situations that like I could like gravitate towards or relate to or like root for someone Mm -hmm. or pull something out of or like feel sad for them like it never i never got to that point Mm -hmm. because it it, i felt like the show didn't know if it wanted to be a rom-com musical or like a this is us musical with romantic elements you know like i needed it to have one of those takes and for me it stayed in the middle Mm -hmm. so there was these like fluffy showy numbers about like love and stuff but then they would try to get to like something real underneath but like you know i i never had that moment where i was like 
gobsmacked with like reality in my face of like, whoa, that hits. So like when you listen to Dear Evan Hansen, right? Great example. It's a shitty show that makes no goddamn sense. But one or two of those songs, like when he sings it, like you're like, whoa, that like hits hard. <laughs> no. Like, how I feel. Like it hits my like, my. I, everyone well, agrees with I me. Disagree. Dear Evan Hansen's music is like. Everyone, just because everyone agrees doesn't mean it's. <laughs> It's right, right? Like, like here, here's what I'm saying. Here's what you're saying. You're saying that it didn't resonate with you. And that is yeah, yeah, perfectly yeah. valid. Like, I agree with you. I don't necessarily think that it not resonating with you makes it a bad show. It might not have been what you wanted out of a musical. It might not have been what you wanted out of a rom-com. But I'm telling you that it 100% resonated with me more than anything I've ever watched. More than any, like, not anything i ever watched but like more than okay. like 90 percent. honestly I, more than 90 percent of the content i watch on a regular basis this sure. resonated with me more well to be more, fair more than any musical i've ever watched this has resonated with me more than it's up there wow. with like in the heights like not in terms of quality very much not in terms of quality <laughs> but in terms of like Oh, I can see myself as one of the characters. I can I can relate to their struggle I mean, in a certain I way. Mean, that that's why I like the show. That's what worked for me. So I, I mean, I would like, love to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was just saying. For, no, I, have, no, I totally get it. I'm resonating with you, but that's a different thing entirely. I, I would love for you to talk more about mm -hmm. that because as I was watching this show, I was like, ah, I, I and I want to. I don't want to tell your story, but I knew why you were giving it to me. I 100%. was like, oh. I feel like that probably looked like the house you lived in in Queens. Like there's mm -hmm. like so many like little things that happen because it was New York because of him lying, not lying, uh, code switching and not talking about his heritage and things. Like I, there's so many little things mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, I can see like why. And I also know that I, I don't know, but I assume your anxiety probably presents itself in a similar mm -hmm. way. So like I, I would love for you to speak more on all that because like yeah. I know that's why it resonated with you. By the end of this podcast, I will explain to you why it's a bad show. Uh, you're you're right. I have not done that yet. I apologize. I, you are you are correct in what you said. What I am saying is the show didn't resonate for me, and that does not make it a bad show. You're right. By the end, I will tell you why it's a bad totally. show. But for now, that's fine. Just tell me why. Honestly, I will probably so. agree with you, but so far, I don't agree with the things you're saying. I but understand. I, I, but I don't. If I'm putting this up against the musicality of Dear Evan Hansen in the Heights. Stuff like that, it does not hold up in any way. Even uh, the musicality of Frozen, it doesn't hold up <laughs> compared. That has to be a, to a whole shows. conversation in and of itself. But please, one hundred percent, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> but in terms of the 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 characters, right? Like we can talk about the characters a little bit. But you have Miguel, played by Carlos Valdez of the Flash. I loved him on the Flash. Like you said, you also loved yes. him. Love that huge dude. fan. He carried that show on his back. I stopped watching when he left the show. And I, I stayed around for a long time. I wasn't staying around like every week, but I definitely watched the show, fell off, would catch up to episodes because I was like, I miss him. And then when he left, I was like, OK, well, I'm out, too. That show got crazy. Yeah. Danny Trejo was on it. It was it's wild. still crazy, dude. It's freaking wild. But but yes, I agree with you. He was mm -hmm. pitch perfect in that show. And Mae Whitman, I like her in theory, but I don't, I don't have strong like allegiance. You haven't seen that her. thing. That yes, you were like, yes, exactly. Yeah. So for this show, it's funny because a lot of it, I was like, you better not hurt my boy. 
Stop making your stupid decisions. Figure your shit out and then talk to my boy. Okay. <laughs> You're hurting his feelings. Leave him alone. So a lot of them, I like, like you said, I think, you know, what you said about them, you maybe not wanting them to get together, I think really resonated with me as well, because it was like, I kind of don't want them to get together. Right. I think yeah. that even when you think about relationships, Right. You don't always end up with a person at the right time necessarily. That's so right. That's so poignant. Yeah. So like you can be with someone and maybe it's the right person, but not the right time. There's just so many Timing. like little things that happen. And yeah. when watching the show, I think I kind of agree that like, yeah, they're cute together. And I could tell that they're both like good people inside, but I, I, they definitely need to grow before they end up together. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because the show is planning on having a season two and then they're definitely not going to get it or what happened. But I think I agree with you what you said earlier, where it just kind of like felt weird that they were together at the end. It, of the it show. didn't do it didn't do that work. It didn't do. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, us asking that that is the hardest work to do in any rom com in any musical. That work, that job is the hardest one. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, just to take Frozen, right? The, when when you sing love is an open door uh with you with you with you love is an open door the joke of that song is it's not like that right yeah. the joke of that song is you don't see them and it's magically ever after and they're the perfect person yeah the joke is that's not it and then as she interacts with hans throughout the rest of the movie and it's all those small little moments that a relationship is built on right yeah I think and, they're trying but to those do small that. moments are hard. I think they're do. trying to do that here, but sort of set in a more real time and with an amount of time that they weren't necessarily given. I think that they could have done yeah. more work to fit the story into one season, because I don't know if they were just super confident that they were definitely getting a season two or something like. But no, this I think it was just a really cheap show. There's eight episodes, eight 30 minute episodes. That's true. There's no that's shows true. that are that short. And that's small. Yeah. Like, I th I think it's just a money thing. Yeah. I'm sure they just didn't have a lot of money. So well. that being said, like, I think that, like, it feels real in that way. It feels real because, like, you know, love, you might love really want to be with someone, but your own hangups are getting in your in the way and you're stopping yourself. I think that's what a lot of the show is about. It's about you getting in your own way more so yeah. than the world, more so than your own talents, not being up to par. It's just you keep getting in your own way and it's not necessarily yeah. your fault, but it is your responsibility to take care of that stuff and figure it out. And I think yeah. that we got inklings of that, but like I kind of do agree with you where I would like to have seen them either finish the whole thing up in one season a little bit better make the episodes a little bit longer have another couple episodes at the end of it where they like you feel like they're tighter as a couple yeah. or you feel like they've grown as individuals and are ready for that relationship but at the end i think that like where i was i was like i i'm happy that they figured their shit out and they're ready to move on to the next step but i don't think that like without couples therapy or individual therapy or something i don't think that they're going to like be a lasting couple well and here's the problem right you just attributed those things are missing from the show mm -hmm. that's the show is so small that's all the sh that's the that's the show yeah right like the show is you're supposed to be either there's supposed to be a carry mr big thing where it's the will they won't they back and forth it's supposed to be the like you know 
the Anna and Hans from Frozen where they're supposed to find each other by the end. And it's not any of those things like they want it to be. And they there's definitely moments where they're trying to do that. And then there's moments where I'm like, oh, you forgot what you're trying to do. You're doing something else entirely. Uh, and it might be fun or it might be funny. Uh, we'll talk about them. But like you're missing that point. Right. And then every time they try to hit it, it felt forced because it felt like they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what the show's about. And it could be framing. Right. It could be. Mm-hmm. That's not what the show is supposed to be about. But that's what the advertisements is. Yeah. That's what the theme music Agreed. is. That's what like the, the the look and color as they split screen them all the gosh darn time. That's yeah. what it looks like it's supposed to be. So agreed. I, I, I agree with you. I think that like you're going into the show, the not the wrong way at all, but you're going into the show. The way they wanted me to. The way they wanted you to. You're looking at this couple. You're seeing it's a musical. You're assuming that they're gonna. It's gonna be rom com and that they're gonna be happy. Whatever. That is 100% valid, and I think that's where the 56% Rotten Tomatoes comes from. It comes from them kind of portraying the show as something, and then when you go to watch it, you're that's not what you're getting. Yeah, well, when, I'm pretty sure the 56% is, is a bad show, but please go. On. <laughs> but could that be a bad show, right? Like, that's a bad show, right? If it, if you, you're telling everyone that it's, you're going to get this yeah. thing, then when you go and watch it, you're not and even you don't deliver on that them. thing. You're just not yeah. delivering on the thing. That's that's a bad show. And, and that's understandable. Yeah. But for me, I feel like the way I viewed the show, because I resonated with both of them uh, in different parts of the show, I, I viewed it as like, and this is not the way you're supposed to view it. <laughs> but for me, what really worked was seeing I like I felt like they were two individuals who just happened to like cross each other's path. And I felt like if for me, I think the separation was harder in, in line in the sand. Like I could continue watching the show if they no longer were in each other's lives. And it was just like it fell forced every time the they came together, them. right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It and felt that's like the biggest problem. <laughs> it felt for me like I was watching two separate shows and I liked that. I enjoyed it. I thought that worked for me. But then don't set up this romance thing. I, I totally understand why there's a big disappointment. And like but how from, interesting, cool would it have been if they found each other at the beginning and then the whole show they grew apart and then they found each other just at the end, right? Like that yeah, would have been, cool been interesting too. That would have been something. Satisfying. That would have been yeah. better, I think, too. That would have been a lot a better. A little yeah. bit. But I, I like that they... I, I feel like, for me, it was like these two separate entities, these two separate forces yeah. that I think needed to go off and do their own well, work. I mean, Marcus, I mean, <laughs> by the end of the show, they had have dated for five or six months. That's crazy. We didn't see any of that. Yeah. We saw none of that yeah. at all. They said that at one point when she like showed up at his apartment or his house with his family. And I'm like, what? You've been dating for five months. That's crazy. That yeah. that work was not there at all. That's but. fair. Uh, Old Man Rom says more than crazy ex-girlfriend. Oh, did it resonate with me more than crazy ex-girlfriend? A hundred percent. Look, I am yeah, crazy. We haven't, but we, haven't <laughs> we haven't moved to California to chase an ex. I mean, you know, the, the 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 beauty of that show is like it's not trying to resonate, right? It's trying to like yeah, hyperbolize, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. that feeling you've ever had about an ex. This is the extreme of that. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever been like wondering if you should or shouldn't date this? It's the extreme of that, right? Yeah, that's why that show. And I'm actually really glad he brought that up because Marcus, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, great musical show, Smash. Mm-hmm great musical show glee great musical show 
Zoe's extraordinary you playlist. You can't just say great, great musical, musical show. show at the end of every musical show. <laughs> I just did. Marcus, all those shows have show-stopping numbers, mm-hmm. memorable ballads, deep resonating fixtures of musicality. I have never watched something. Do they? Marcus, Marcus I love What's musicals. What's the big show-stopping number in Smash? I hated All that show the numbers. so much. I hated that Let show me so be much. your star. Oh God, no! Broadway, here I come. Oh my God, uh, there's so many. Uh, there's so many. Anyway. But all the musical shows I've ever watched, uh-huh. this is never not. Ha- I've always listened to the soundtracks because at the end of the day, making songs is so impressive to me. I love musicals. You know I love musicals. I'll listen to musical mm-hmm. episodes of things. I- Marcus, can you please explain to me? And I try. I'm trying to be as nice as possible with this statement. Why are all the songs in this show feel like? They were perfor- they were written in one of my musical theater nights by one of the wor- <laughs> the worst teams. Okay, that's Marcus, hold up. No, Not no, no. Let me explain because I just ragged on them real hard. Banger. Okay, Margaret. Some of those songs are freaking genius. Oh my god, they got I, Emmy nominations. I'm I, not making this up. I think this. <sighs> Rachel Bloom is deeply like praised and honored in the musical theater space for being so clever and smart with her lyrics and her music music she's very talented and, and she made the whole thing she's very talented sure but not every song is a banger okay and not every song needs to be but i need a couple give me one song sing me one song from the show i am not alone sing me Sing me, sing me. I am not alone. There's none for you. The song he sings in the bathroom when he's like, oh, I cried during that song. It was so good. It was just really like, come on. You're so far gone. I can't even talk to you about it. You're so far gone. I'm just saying like, you got to listen to it again. Listen to that one song. It really doesn't, nothing about the show resonated with, nothing about the show at all. Just like this was a dog. Let me get through shit. it. Let me get through it. Twenty. There's 21 <laughs> songs. There are 21 songs okay. on this this show. Got it. Got it. Got it. Four got it. of them were a solid B side. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I the first song. Can you ever know someone? If you really know someone yeah. like you do, like that one. Uh-huh. The one you just mentioned. I like that one. Mm-hmm. The one that is the title song that plays every episode. Yeah. Good song. That's it. Cause a lot because like the the problem is not every episode had a really I kinda like Tiger Shark. Tiger Shark. Was I okay. like that one too. That one's good. Tiger Shark was okay. But but so many but even those, so many of them had like simple chord structure, simple melody. They had simple rhymes. They like just said what was happening. Like the and then it was like, let me say what's happening. Let me say what's happening. Metaphor. Let me say what's happening. Let me say what's happening. Metaphor. I could see the gears. Like I'm not, I'm not nobody. I'm not nobody, right? I but I know how to make a comedy song. I do it constantly every uh-huh. week. I mm-hmm. witness people doing. It. I coach people on how to do it. I know it a little bit. I could see the gears. I could see how they got there and why I mentioned musical improv is because it felt like a musical improv song where it's like oddly simple, Mm. where it like, 
It's just that surface level. It's it's not giving me a new metaphor I've never thought about before. It's not like hitting like me waving with through like, a window. <laughs> literally, that song won a Tony, right? Like literally, that was a, a phrase oh, we've heard. Yeah. We've heard. Listen, you can knock it off. <laughs> listen, you can you can sit here, Marcus, and say, um, just because everyone likes it doesn't mean it's good. Just, but they literally won so many Tonys and so many, it's on every Broadway uh, best playlist uh-huh. in the world. Like I, like, <laughs> it's driving me crazy that you're saying, oh, you're you you're just because you're with everyone else means you're wrong because there's a reason everyone thinks these things. Waving through a window is a metaphor that existed before, but it had never been said in that way, in that realm, in that voice, and it was monumental. It was everywhere when it first came out, and it's still kind of everywhere mm-hmm. because it's a banger. None of that the Tiger Shark funny song, but like it's kind of simple. Mm-hmm. All, all all these songs like the, the, the going on the quest for the D and D thing, the 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 circus thing. The uh, gosh, she sings like six songs sad in a room. Like I I can't di- differentiate between any of them at all. Like and it's not Mae Whitman. It's not I don't know Cisco's real name. What's Cisco's real name? Carlos, it's not Carlos mm-hmm. Valdez's fault because, again, I found them incredibly charming and competent. And I'm not one of those people that are like, um, Ryan Gosling shouldn't be in a musical because he can only kind of sing. I like when people mm-hmm. aren't like Patty Lapone. I don't need everyone to be Patty Lapone. Yeah. I want to hear real people singing too. But all those songs, they just didn't, none of them like hit. None of them like hit that moment. Like the best song was the one that they sang in the last episode when they finally came together. And Marcus, it was so good. They needed to play that song on every title card on every episode because it was the only one that was pretty good. I would say for me, I think the I Am Not Alone song, it was very, very good. That is probably my favorite one. Then Tiger Shark is probably my favorite, second favorite after that. I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you a little bit. I think that like... Musically, yeah, you I know, think, we can't we can't disagree that some of these songs sucked. <laughs> like, there's oh, no 100%, I'm not going to defend every at the song. very least. Yeah, I think for me, I listen to a lot of music, a lot of different kinds of music, but I have a problem listening to an entire album. I get bored. I think that sure. the same kind of music on most albums, I like at max two songs, and for me, this album, I also I like two songs mainly. But I didn't. Yeah. Granted. I didn't know if that was me or if that was the songs. So I totally That's accept what you're thing. saying. A lot of people are like that. But but yeah, I I think so. I mean, I just like if I'm thinking about like clever musical TV shows, right? Like I'm looking up all these musical TV shows. I've watched a good chunk of them. Sure. I've seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I've seen a lot of I've seen the first season of Smash, at least. I don't know how long it went on for two, just two. If I'm trying to think seasons. of a Smigadoon has two seasons. I watched all of that. I watched oh, Galavant. I if I'm trying to think of the best, the best TV show that was musical had great lyrics and <laughs> great songs. It yeah. is Fly the Concourse. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's like peak that's of comedy peak. music. That's yeah. peak. <laughs> it is Steven Universe. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. The, I mean, think about like that end of the first season when Garnet sings, was it Stronger Than You or whatever? Like, this is Garnet. 
back together and i'm never gonna stop exactly yeah yeah so much better so much better follow your rules you're gonna do your fancy tools don't don't trust me on you don't better than if you're able to yeah yes steven universe i think is a great example but yes of how this show if this show is more like steven universe <laughs> i think the show Marcus, the oh music my God. could have resonated yes. a little bit more i think lyrically and like song impact wise steven universe yeah. is probably the best musical show i think i think that i um yeah i can't think of one that's better off top i of can't my think head. of one that's better right now either no but that that is very very high up there for me, and so I yeah. it, this is not on the same level of Steven Universe. But for sure. me, it is on the same level of a lot of these other musical shows. Like I think it's on the same level. I think it's better than Schmigadoon's music. Can I be honest? I've only seen an episode of Schmigadoon, and I yeah. didn't like it, so I didn't watch more. <laughs> I don't think you will like it. But it, it just fun. didn't seem good. It, it seems so schlocky. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like the joke was the music is kind of bad. So like none of the music like hit. I like, enjoyed it. Was all, like, it. Yeah, this is like this is like this is how a Chicago song songs or this is how an Oklahoma song. That's how songs. a lot of it was. <laughs> yeah, a lot like, of no, it was like this is our song. hair parody. And I was like, OK, cool. No, just sing me a good song. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I, I think that the show like musically doesn't hold up to even it doesn't even hold up to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Well, and I, think I mean, right that. but I did like I, a couple I, I th- of songs and I don't think that like I want to throw the whole thing in the trash and like shit all over it. I think. It, there's a couple of good songs. I think Carlos Valdez is a great singer. I think Mae Whitman's a great singer too. Uh, I think she did a great job. I oh, uh, Old Ben Ram just said in the side. Fun fact: Rebecca Sugar from Stevie Nuris and Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex Girlfriend are the same age. I think That's those true. are two that probably saw them. They're some of the the best in the biz. I mean, mm-hmm. like Crazy Ex Girlfriend, it's not for everyone, and some of it is a very specific kind of humor that isn't always going to land. But there's no denying that Rachel Bloom is like one of the contemporaries of the best of what she does, right? Mm-hmm. Same with Rekka Sugar. I think, ah, uh, gosh, it's just so hard because I'm actively watching Smash. And yes, it's an awful show. And yes, but some of those songs belong on Broadway. But they're not comedy songs. They're mm. Broadway songs. It's trying to be Dear Evan Hansen, Wicked. It's making those kind of songs. So yeah. it's a different sphere. The closest sphere, I think, is probably crazy ex-girlfriend it's probably the cro- closest thing i can think of that what this is doing i mean zoe's extraordinary playlist is kind of doing the same kind of thing but that's covers yeah it's not original music high school music of the musical the series is like not it's too sincere than what this is doing this is a little it's supposed to be a little hokey like that's the point you know maybe there's yeah. some animated things that this is kind of like but it's very specific there's not a lot of things like this not a lot of serious like there's a lot of comedy here but it's like semi-serious semi-comedy mm-hmm. kind of things i kind of don't know what to compare this to right because like mq yeah. is more funny than this is you know wicked's not dear of enhanced is not what like this is because it's not quite that serious but it's more serious than ever new i don't know it's it's very specific but my point is not <laughs> this ain't it uh oh lexi just texted me she reminded me about um have you heard 36 questions the podcast no it's with jonathan groff and another woman that who made it that i don't remember her name apologies but it's a podcast where there are three episodes of the podcast and they basically made a musical a brand new musical and it's podcast and it's about these two people who the husband found out the wife was lied about a lot of things so her solution was to bring that like times article where like if you ask these 36 questions you fall in love and throughout the musical they go through it 
and that that was like funny a little hokey sometimes but pretty serious and romantic and when lexi and i were watching this we were like oh this is a lot like 36 questions except 36 questions is good so you should check out if you like this you should definitely listen to 36 Nick, questions. Nick, we've that's... already shown that nobody else but me liked this show. <laughs> Marcus, you know how often The data is there. If you just want to go by the data and the number of Tony Awards this show has won, it's zero. <laughs> and it's 56% around Tomato, so it's trash. And you know why it has such a high audience score? Does it even have a high audience why. score? It's 88, yeah. Oh shit! Let me add it. I'm gonna add a five star well, review. Make that you know shit why 90. Ha- you know why it has 88? 90. You know why it has 88? Why? Because no one watched it. Fewer than 50 ratings. It's tomato. It's tomato meter is only 27. What does that mean? Tomato meter. Only that's the official reviews. Only 27 official reviews. Oh, 27 reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's not a lot either. I know, but that's nobody's watching the show. <laughs> Even reason. reviewers aren't watching this show. I mean, if it had banger songs, I mean that's that's how you go viral. Like if one of these songs was like so good, people were singing it on their playlist, like it would have brought eyes, but none of the songs transcend that. And like I think if you make a musical show, you have to have three, right? There had to be like three songs on here that would have made people's play. Like people would have been singing in auditions. Mm-hmm. People would have been vibing in the car. Like when we go on a road trip, we would have played it. Like if we go on a road trip, we will play a Steven Universe song. We will play mm-hmm. us fly to the Concord song. We might even play like a Glee song or a crazy rich, uh, crazy ex-girlfriend song. Mm-hmm. We will not be playing. <laughs> I will. I listen to the songs. I listen to those two songs on a regular basis. Uh, anyway. But that being said, I, I, I think that maybe the show is not the most well put together show. Maybe you don't <laughs> like the romance, but I really like the characters and I really like the way they're written. I know like in terms of like realism, like there's no it, it, it's not a gritty, dark show, you know, but it, it feels no. real in, in the sense of like your every day isn't these are isn't full of big, dramatic, insane shit. You know, but internally, sometimes it can feel like the the smallest choices that you have to make are like insanely huge. And sometimes yeah. it can feel like the like this person that you meet that you've gone on a couple of dates with can be the love of your life. You can maybe see yourself like, oh, my God, I could marry this person. I see a future with this person. And then you have to like, you know, then you have all these voices in your head telling you otherwise. And I, I really related to all that. And I loved seeing that on the screen. I think that, like you said, you know, I think a lot of people share your opinion about most TV shows. They want to go watch a, a show and see the, the story unfold in a certain way and see the, the characters that they want to see on screen. They want to see people who like they feel like deserve to be in love. They feel like they deserve to be together. And I, 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 that's valid. That's 100 percent valid. Well, I. I I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm not saying I'm saying that that's what the show's trying to make you do, right? Like I don't need that in a show either. Like we've we've there's been tons of shows that don't do that that we love. It's just that's what the show's trying to do. It's just not succeeding, right? Like that's that's what the show's about, right? The show to me is too not about that. At, look, the show is about them getting together. The show isn't telling yeah. you that these are the perfect match. 
that they're soulmates that deserve to, that like are going to be together forever. And I think that's yeah, an important yeah, yeah. difference. That's fair. Right. I'll, I'll let, I'll let you have that one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You know why I don't feel bad at all. I was, I was talking with Lexi and I was like, man, I'm about to go in and rag on the show. And then she's like, don't you feel bad? I was like, no, Marcus makes, me change, Marcus makes me change my mind and almost everything we've ever watched. And besides drag me to hell, this is the only thing that I think I'm very adamantly on the other side. Sure. Like, I think there hasn't been anything. So I'm like, no, I can tell Marcus <laughs> his opinion sucks. That's fine. I, I have I, no problem. Doing I, that. I think that like, here's, here's an important distinction that I want to make about like just this podcast and opinions overall. Like, yeah. I, I think that, when we talk about TV shows and when we talk about movies and stuff like that, there's just like need for uh, there to be a rightness or a side or like yeah. a, a personal investment in you liking the show. But I think what really I love about this podcast and doing the podcast is that like, it's about what you like. We're not reviewing things that are good. We're not reviewing things that are bad. <laughs> We're reviewing things that we liked. So I yeah. gave you a show I liked. It doesn't matter what the fucking Rotten Tomato score is. It doesn't matter how like wh what other people's opinions of the show is or the movie is. But, but we like it. You gave me fucking Amer American Mall because you like it. That's I gave you the Bratz movie, dude. <laughs> you gave me the Bratz <laughs> movie because you liked it. That shit had like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that's Let's see. I, I don't know, remember what it had, but it's like Probably less than that. The the fact that I think sometimes people take personal stake. Ten percent. <laughs> I think that sometimes people like project a little bit too much onto the, the films and TV yeah, that true. they consume. So like they take it personally when you don't like something or when you think something is bad. Like you can 100% think the show is bad. You have the backing of most people on Rotten Tomatoes on your side. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm not going to fault you for that. I'm not necessarily debating whether the show is good or bad. I'm just telling you why I liked it. Yeah, I think I don't think I can't recall a single time when you and I've given you some bad things. <laughs> I can't think of a single time when you're like, Nick, this is bad. And I'd be like, you're wrong. And I thought I'm like, that's fine. You can you can be wrong about it's great. I see it and I see gold. That's just how it works when you like something. But know? even then, and, I, I no, like, but you're right. There yeah. There is a hive mindedness about reviews and a, especially like uh, other podcasts. I, I'll hear it in other podcasts, too, where it's like what we're saying is the right answer and whilst maybe we use that language to get a point across it's never how we really feel where yes. it's like no 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 there's 100%. like this show is for somebody and yeah i hope they find it yeah and i think that's what i i, I sound like i'm just like <laughs> masturbatorily talking about our podcast but i think that's what <laughs> that's the only reason i keep doing this if this were a regular tv show or movie review podcast I don't oh. think I would like it because, yeah. or like doing it because there's this this bravado that comes along with yeah. opinions that it's like, oh, my opinion is the right one. I have this opinion that is right. And if it is not right, then something is wrong with me and I I can't have that be the case, you know? And so yeah. you watch all these reviews and it's like they're all parroting each other. I I, I rarely listen to a review and hear a unique take on anything you know yeah. they're saying what this reviewer said this person's repeating what this reviewer said this review's repeating that review and they're all parroting each other and sometimes you find a reviewer that really resonates with your viewpoints and you can follow them but it, it's it's just so i much rather hear someone like a bad thing than 
hear about someone liking a good thing. I don't care if someone likes a good thing. And then even worse, when you're you have to review the mediocre mediocre things like this, the shows that are C pluses, right? Where it's like, yeah. I like I, I'm sure like what's on TV right now. I'm sure, you know, it looks pretty good. That looks like, OK, Superman and Lois. That looks like an OK show. But like maybe I'll watch it someday, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't get past an episode or yeah. two. And then to review that would be so boring. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I get that. But I feel like some reviews act as if like their family was murdered because they had to watch the show. Like they were at a screening of the pilot episode of uh, up here and their family was murdered because they were not home at the time. And so they are riding with all of this rage that is like unwarranted. I think. Yeah. Marcus, that's how I felt. I felt like it was stood up at gunpoint and my, my mother was going to be shot because I had to watch this stupid show. You I'm just kidding. But but there's uh, something to be said about like the the liking bad stuff and liking stuff that you know yeah. necessarily isn't good. There's a reason Grey's Anatomy is still on, and I, you know, and I'll end it show, there. That show's fire. <laughs> that, show's fire. <laughs> that show, the fact that that show, I watched that show for 13 seasons and thought it was fire the whole time. I name another show that does that. I've been seeing maybe. a lot of people talking about how it's one piece for white women, and I just love that. That's exactly that. what it is. I love Same that so thing. Much. Another island, another treasure, mm-hmm. another romance, another failed heart. <laughs> I love it. So sorry, I ran on a- that rant, but I just feel like no, you're fine. It was very. It's a very cathartic thing to to talk about this show. Talk about bad things that uh, we like. <laughs> Great. Let me continue to shit on it. So. But uh, <laughs> another thing that I took issue with where I think it's because everyone came from theater, it felt like they didn't know how to make this show for TV, right? Like the the big moment that you say, you know, I'm I'm alone or I'm not I'm, I'm alone. I'm not alone. I am what not alone. It? I am not alone. And he's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. The bathroom opening up and doing all that. But the way they made it. And it's probably because they didn't have a lot of money. It felt like an off-Broadway production. Like it was just janky enough to be like an mm, off-Broadway production. Okay. Where it that. felt like it's like, listen, if you want it to do it so it looks like theater. I mean, Schmigadoon does that a little bit. Yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend does that a little bit. That's a style. You can do that. Make it themed theatrical. But like they just seem to be like in the box of what is capable and available in theater and not avail- what is available for like TV. <laughs> I mean, because like the TV wise, I didn't see anything like clever and like there's yeah. just gosh darn split screens, dude. Like straight up, we filmed this, we filmed this tightly, and then we put them next to each other so many times. And the only other place I feel like I've seen that sincerely was like Dr. Horrible Sing Along blog. I haven't seen it since then. Like it's like there's other ways to do it. Like you're in other sp- like put them in the same room, but they're not really there. And when you film it or like, you know, like have the things bleed in and editing or, mm-hmm. I don't, or I don't know. It's like, it's TV, right? Like it's not, it's a, uh, it played it like it was theater, you know? And I, I, and I had a, a huge problem with that because it just felt like it was just boxed in. Yeah. Like the show's cheapness. I th- and I, again, I think it was a money thing. Felt like the show was like small, but not intimate. Like it didn't know 
that it could go like out there. Yeah, you know, I could see that. I, I think that's a pr- big problem with like musical adaptations, like oh, TV that's the toughest sh- part, adaptations right? or musical or like movie musical adaptations. I think they have a lot of similar problems, but usually like a movie will have more of a budget. But I yeah. think you're right. I think they definitely played it like theater, but it was like use the medium you're in. You yeah. could have used it more. But to be fair I, fair, I guess if we looked at the dollars and cents, honestly, it probably would have been like inventive and creative what they did. It's just I wish I mm-hmm. think they had more time. They had more money, I think is really what. Oh, was this filmed during the pandemic? Was this filmed in like quarantine? I do time? not know. It seems like it could have been. It definitely seems like it could have been. It was very small. Yeah. Not a lot of characters. I mean, there's so little information about because it it's such a small show. Yeah. Could have totally been like a passion project. Mm-hmm. Could have been like a couple weekends, honestly. <laughs> also, they filmed in New York City, so it was kind of like you that that's expensive alone. You got to try to yeah whew, get it out there. Yeah, I mean the fact that in that final moment, all the side characters all came around in that circle. Yeah, kind of makes me think that they filmed it over a very short amount of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another thing that uh, really dawned on me during the show is, you know what? I think one of the bigger problems of the show is, is I think there's two clever shows here. I think if this was musical rom-com show without the voices in the head it would have worked and i think if this was a show just about the voices in the head it would have worked that confuses me so much cool let me explain what what about it what about that didn't work well i think there wasn't time for both right Mm -hmm. like because they had to get to these big numbers they didn't have time to really deal with what it really means to have voices and people and personalities in your head you know and then because they had all these voices in their head it felt like there wasn't room to really like branch out in a cool musical way like it just it did both and it felt like it was trying to do both and it didn't have time for either one and mostly what i'm talking about is the voices in the head i mean marcus i know i've been ragging on this show and truthfully i'm trying not to but -hmm. there's one thing that pissed me off and you're gonna explain it to me and i'm gonna be like missed it whatever Uh uh-huh I don't know anything about the third voice in Miguel's head. One's his mom, clearly. Yeah. One's the one that screwed his soon-to-be fiance. Uh-huh. Got it. And the other one was a it's, it was a bully. It was a it was like a I forgot. I think it was a crush that he had when he was a kid. You think? I forgot. I think they mentioned they've definitely mentioned it, but you're right. They one spend time. a whole episode on it or something. They mentioned it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There should have been a lot more weight given and then you take Lindsay's. one's the mom one's the dad one's the best friend that was kind of mean to her once like i like the one the fact that the, the one that i loved was the dude that had sex with his girlfriend that one made complete sense to me i bought his personality i bought why that was the voice in his head that was the voice that made him go be a banker right like mm-hmm. i totally bought that one the parents like i get why they're there but again we, we spent so little time with Lindsay's parents. They they weren't even a trope. They weren't even like a caricature. They just like didn't have much at all. Right. Like I, I want like the mom probably had enough. But like the dad. Tell me anything about the dad. 
the best friend that's a voice in her head that we that is singing songs and we spend so much screen time with like like i wanted i thought what we were gonna get was like a deep dive in these people's lives of it's either flashbacks or present day explaining or whatever to know why these, why were these the voices, right? Like why all the weight on these people where they're the ones getting songs and screen time and don't even get me started on the one person on freaking Lindsay's that one girl who smoked cloves that was a whole episode was almost devoted to her. And yet she knew nothing about her. And it was a whole thing. Don't even get me started on that. But please explain it to me. Like, I, wh- like, why didn't we have more time with these voices, right? Don't you wish we did? No. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. there is a world where you want to spend time and you want to really deep d- dig deep into each of these, these traumas, these people that have caused issues in their lives, these, these like pivotal moments for this person. Yeah. But I think for me, when I'm watching the show, what I read it as is people have these hangups, right? People have traumas. People have like things that they've gone through and you don't meet them, right? Like what you, you don't meet those people that cause those issues. You don't meet the people that cause the pain that people have in their lives. You meet the person with the pain and you see sure. that influence on them. And so you only know them through the, the actions that they've taken against the person that you do know. And you only kind of know them through the way that they influence the person that you do know. So I viewed it just sort of as a person's hangups, a person's traumas and things like that. Kind of, it doesn't matter. Those people who cause that, they don't matter in any way because I don't give a shit about them. I don't care about them. What I care about is the person being influenced by them and how those, those influences affect their everyday life. That's that's what I viewed it as. That's that's what made sense to me. I buy that. I just then I didn't then I guess I just wish they didn't have so much screen time and saying the blunt of the the bulk of the songs. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it felt like they wanted to do that and maybe they didn't have time or the money. But like I think the tiger shark guy just seemed like that one worked so well. Yeah, I like could he, see that. Like personality-wise, mm-hmm. like I understood why he was there. I saw the flashback. I saw the personality. He had a kick-ass song. He's why he's banking. You know, I I I know because I've done the work myself. Like the mom dying and always being there, saying he's a sweet boy, has influenced them in these ways. And I guess I just wish the show tackled that, right? And like, especially with Lindsay, with her dad, like. He was there so much. Yeah. But I, I know nothing. Like, was there a moment with he was a coroner that really like influenced Lindsay? And that's what I like held her back. In one of the episodes, like, she says that she was always having to listen to her father talk about all the ways in which she would die because he was a coroner. And so, so we should have saw all that. Right. Like what a cool number that would have mm-hmm. been. Right. If that gave Lindsay a little agoraphobia or a little OCD or like what we were seeing the show, like what we what her actions were doing in the show was directly influenced by that. And then we got a moment when her dad had this big number about all the so funny about all the ways you can die. And you can literally like up to that point had saw Lindsay like avoiding manholes and avoiding this. And like it literally like all like that. Those are the moments I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To like justify why. We were spending time with them instead of spending more time with Lindsay or more time with Miguel or more time with like them together. And again, 
could have just been time and money, but like I was really wanting more from them, especially the fact that I, I, I don't know why Miguel's little crush was there. Right. Like I, it just, you know, like yeah. especially when one of his other voices was so strong, like I knew why I knew how I knew the personality, you know, and like, he didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the important part. Right. Yeah. It was a really funny, actually really funny moment when he found out his own name, like moments like that, those are funny, you know, yeah. but I, I felt myself really wanting for more of the voices because I, I like that too. Like you like that. Like I, I thought there was a really clever way to talk about mental health, right? Like those mm-hmm. hangups that are sitting there with us all the time and literally chirping in our ears and getting to interact with them. Like I've never really, I've seen that a little bit, but like you said earlier, I haven't seen it to like this degree yeah. where that's like the shtick of the show, you know, yeah. where it was like when they were about to have sex and they were right there. That was so mm-hmm. interesting. I think I just wanted the, I wanted there to be more payoff for it. That's all. You know? I get that. I I I, uh, I liked it a lot, and I also understood yeah. like from a theatrical perspective, like they were maybe going for like a Greek chorus kind of like inspirational thing, like this this looming yeah. presence that's always there dictating your like actions. I yeah. I like that. I like that parallel. I I see what you're saying. I, I guess I, they could dig in a little bit deeper into some of that if they had a season two deal more with the father actually get to see him and what their interactions are like but i think that it's just like i think also these people that influence you and impact you have their own entire lives right like i get the miguel thing uh that one worked really well because that person is no longer in his life the mom maybe we could see a little bit more where they're like really some pivotal moments in his youth yeah where like yes i feel like a season two that would be nice to see for sure. Opportunity for a super tragic song or mm-hmm. a super funny song about like how yeah. she like built up Miguel's confidence and then she's gone, right? Yeah. How I she's think... he's how is Miguel supposed to be confident without her, right? Like that's yeah. I, I totally see that. I get yeah. it, but like I wanted them to sing it. This <laughs> it sucks. It sucks because I feel like I could see this show being a few seasons long and getting to all that stuff. Like it felt yeah. like season one was definitely like. Okay, yeah, we dealt with the relation because because Scott, the Scott Porter ghost, I forgot, the banker ghost, whatever. He was very relevant to what was going on in the situation because he was sort of like a very big hang up. He was the reason that like Miguel was having such a hard time and yeah. trusting May Whitman and all that stuff. So yeah. him kind of dealing with that was good. And, and like you said, we could have more of that in the future. If there was going to be a that season one did it, two, that one paid it off. That's, exactly. That's, Maybe that's more why payoffs it was so hard. would yeah. make the rest of them work a little bit more. I could totally I so. see that. But also, yeah. if they didn't want to do that, I could also I feel like therapy and them actually working through their problems. I feel like they started to kind of like address and acknowledge is kind of what this first season was like. They're just yeah. looking at their problems, right? They see each other. They see through each other. I think that was really nice, um, but they're not necessarily getting rid of these voices quite yet. And I think that um, additional seasons could do that work and make that interesting. Oh, I really thought they were going to do the flea bag thing and they were going to see each other's voices. Do you think that was going to happen? No, I really thought I was like, but, sure. I would have like on my bingo card. Yeah, maybe for like a minute, minute at the end. But I really thought that would be the sh- like because at the big first episode, Lindsay says, you don't have to listen to them, you know? And he's mm-hmm. like, what? 
which is why again i like i thought those that was the shtick i thought so much would come out of that but it just it kind of didn't um and it'd be more about the circumstances uh, of everything but like i i really thought that was gonna happen i don't know if it would have been good or bad but i like it was just on my bingo card i thought mm-hmm. I, I saw it coming and it, it didn't <laughs> i think it did i like you said that moment where she says you don't have to listen to them I think that she's acknowledging that she sees something in him that she sees in herself. And no, yes, I meant like, like actively. I that's what I the, thought she was going to talk to Miguel's mom. No, that would voice. be weird. That's not what the that's that not what those musical things theater. Are. I thought it was going to be. I thought that's what it was like going towards. I don't disagree with you, but yeah, yeah. I really thought that's what they were doing. And honestly, I, I feel like it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. I'm just saying as they're like there and Tiger Shark comes up and Lindsay and Lindsay has a conversation with him really quick as he pops up. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I mm-hmm. thought that's where we're going. I just really did. And then I thought it would be like, it would feel like a, a, a sitcom almost with like all these people living in an apartment I, together. I hate whatever version of this show that you're making. <laughs> I really thought that that's where we were going. I would have bet so much money. But I think, uh, I think I was wrong. I think it would be, <laughs> For me and the messages that I was getting from the show, I think it would be problematic if they started to deal with each other's problems. In hundred percent, right? Like I, I think that it's on themselves to deal with these voices and to kind of like not let them control their lives. And that was, I think, that was what season one was mainly about, right? Like not letting these things control your life. And they didn't get rid of them. They didn't like figure it out through growth Barely, but they did you know grow a little bit and at least acknowledge that they're there and go against what they think you know or what that inner voice is telling them yeah i think you know what really would have like really helped me i think is i think it was in the third or fourth fourth episode where they found each other again and Lindsay found him because she wanted to write a story about him i think if they wouldn't have went apart for a stupid reason again at that point because at that point it already happened once. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and like it happened like three times where like we saw like the beginning of an argument between two people and then it didn't have time in it went to the next episode and they weren't together right like it happened yeah. there it happened again with the kiss with his ex it was just like and they're not together and i'm like oh i we're not gonna see the conversation like i oh okay it's nothing to be like a big number. No, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, move yeah. on, you know. But they, again, they, they, I think they just didn't have the time. I agree. 30-minute episodes is hard. Yeah. Right? I, Nobody I, does 30-minute episodes anymore. And while they're doing voices and heads and singing and mm-hmm. show-stopping numbers too, all in a 30-minute, that's wild. Yeah. Well, how long was Crazy Rich uh, girl, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? That was that must have been a 45-minute show, right? I don't know. It might have been a half hour. No. Wow, that show's even smarter than I think it was than I was saying before. Than if it really is, that show was very clever. Um, I do want to say this before we end because I feel like we're we're getting towards the end. I think that the show was uh, incredible in terms of like the sort of like representation. And I think seeing uh, like at least for me, I like like you and your bard in D and D. I felt very represented in this show. Suck it. I I felt like just being being able to see somebody on screen who like was Hispanic and like 
having to deal with this like like imposter syndrome of like okay i want the thing i want to obtain like money and all this stuff because that's what matters that's what people care about that's the goal in life but really like it's not fulfilling in any way and they want to be happy you know it doesn't actually make them happy and they left what makes them happy because this other thing provides security yeah that was really cool Mm -hmm. and they had to leave being an artist right they had to leave that behind yeah and like the show paints it where it's like he he made he like grew up like he thought he was growing up to get away from it um but like the show presents like no you you could have stayed it's okay that you left it's okay that you wanted the corinthian and these things but like both were options you know and it like i like that it didn't like make miguel an asshole for wanting that Mm -hmm. right yeah. Like I thought it was going to and it didn't. And I that is something I really appreciated because some people do would rather tick tick boom did that really well too. Remember Jonathan Larson's friend stopped being an actor oh, yeah, to go yeah, get yeah. a job and he got the penthouse apartment. They, same thing. Like that that is an option. You're allowed to want to leave there's this glamorous life of the artist always struggling and not knowing where your mm-hmm. next meal comes from. No, it sucks. Sometimes sometimes it sucks and it's not realistic and it's not yeah. for everyone. Sometimes it is glamorous and you romanticize it to get through the hard times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but but that was very important. I think him, yeah. you know, he has a line where he says, like, uh, he was too Hispanic for the white neighborhoods. And then when he moved yeah. to New York, he was too white for the hispanic neighborhoods and uh, like that's something that i feel like you know you definitely relate to i feel like i relate to it's just like oh yeah there's this this aspect of you where you're like having to be between two worlds sometimes that is is not really represented in a lot of shows i, I, I used to code cool. switch a lot more growing mm-hmm. up i actively try not to now yeah you know I, i've always spoken with a little more a little more robust vocabulary and way i speak a little bit mm-hmm. but then i'm also very much like yeah what's up cool yeah, nice. yeah, yeah like how i grew up talking so now i actively try to bring uh, speak all the same now as an adult where i'm like i don't want to lie about who i am anymore where i yeah. see it sometimes though when i walk into a situation where it's a lot of white people mm-hmm. or maybe it's supposed to be more professional and i'm like sup fam and they're like hi and i'm like ah cool you weren't ready for that but this is how i am so deal with it yeah uh, yeah you know no, it's, a, it's it's and it's been an interesting journey to get there though i the code switching thing is something like i you know i i took away from the show and i loved seeing yeah. but like i grew up in the projects i did not speak like this and I used a lot of slang, you know, and, and spoke in, in a way that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't deem as like office appropriate. And yeah. I actively had to like one day sit down and change the way I spoke and like mentally be like, no, I can't speak like that. I have to speak this way. I can't speak like that. Yeah. And like go through that process in my brain in order to adapt and permanently switch my code to to fit into a different world and a different lifestyle that more matched like what I was shooting for in terms of growth. Yeah. And the show does that well. And Miguel almost like 
not apologizing for it, right? Yeah. I, I appreciated that. It was a big strength of character. Lexi, when we were watching, um, and again, just to talk, we, we, we barely had the chance to, but the two actors, the two main actors really did a phenomenal job. Yeah. She knew him from Flash, so she's like, how does he go from being so like nerdy and then so smooth? And I'm like, he's a good actor. Yes. <laughs> he, yeah. did, he, he had a hard job going back and forth, you know, where he he's never lost... Yeah, he never lost a little bit of that nerdiness underneath mm-hmm. while he was banking, but it was still pretty silky and pretty smooth. Talking yeah. to the juice guy, talking to mm-hmm. his fratty friends, quote unquote. But then, you know, trying to be an artist the other times, it was it was really good. Yeah, and and the the like racial things, like everyone calling him Jimmy, even though his name oh. his last name is Jimenez. Like that whole thing, I thought like that was really important to see. And May being like, oh, you're lying. And it's like, no, it's not lying. It's just like a freaking weird racial thing. And when that you're trying to move up in the corporate ladder in this world, like it just gets wider and wider. And you're having to like navigate things, navigate that whole thing. And that's that's complex. And I, I really yeah. enjoyed seeing that. I, seeing someone else struggle with that, I feel like isn't always shown in this way on tv yeah. and I, I thought that was or really, is the main really cool. character right yeah and this and with may whitman too i want to give her character some compliments as well but like what she was going through where she was like going for safety right like she was she had this sort of like trauma she's had this sort of like upbringing that really focused on on her finding safety and security and so she ended up in a relationship that was unfulfilling because it was safe that's something i definitely relate to and I definitely had to end that relationship. But like sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that connection. Yeah. yeah you, that was it was you 100 percent. Uh huh. Yeah. And sometimes you wow. have to like go through that and realize that like, oh, safety sometimes is OK and, and understandable that you want to go for that. But like that's not going to be the thing that's going to bring you happiness. Happiness. You have passions. You have like dreams and, and you have to chase those a little bit. And I, I felt like I really resonated with her character in that aspect as well. And I really liked that the char- the show did not say one way or the other was right. They're, they're both right. They're huge. both valid. That, yeah. that was huge that they did that too. Like they didn't paint her as a villain for kind of blowing up her life in that way. And like she went back and tried to apologize and everyone that hated her for it, which is also valid. They're allowed to. She did a shitty thing. Yeah. That was kind of that was pretty funny though when she showed she up. She did it. Yeah. 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 Well, she was in their eyes, but that's okay too, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to be a bad person for standing up for your beliefs sometimes in someone's eyes. When we finally had that conversation with the mom in the car, that was like them circling the mom for me and being like, okay, that one's mm-hmm. done. I got it. I figured it out. I, and when the mom said, you're not very different than I am. That was a moment I was like, oh, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are these parallels, you know, because you think the mom is like, I don't know if we should do, you know, yeah, and you yeah, always yeah. think I'm not like my parents, but That's somehow true. we always end up like them a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. which is really interesting and fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. And I do want to point out that first number, I do like it. Okay, good. Hell when yeah. you when you're fine, when she's brushing her teeth and do it, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, we woke up at the same time. Yeah. To know someone, mm-hmm. to know someone, you do. It encapsulated that opening perfectly. Yeah, like that was a good. I thought that was opening good. number. Use. I just wish the rest of the show stayed at that level of. Uh, I could see that. I think some musical shows have a song in the moment because they feel like they need to. 
And I, I this that's one, what it felt like a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. This one did. It that. was like it's, it felt like they wrote the script and they they wrote down song goes here. Yep. Circled it, handed it off, and they were like, "Cool, let's uh, what's the song?" Yep. As opposed to like finding it organically and mm-hmm. more interesting. Or some, I mean, everyone does it different. Sometimes you start with the song. Sometimes you start with the script. It's always different, but. What you just said was so correct. It felt like they wrote it. The yeah. song goes here. I also think that at a certain <laughs> song point, about sadness. Yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when you get enough accolades, I feel like too many people are telling you yes. Like, no offense to Lin Manuel Miranda, I love him, but he, he did bring it on the musical. He's too. Right? High, he's we don't talk about it. Up and no one's no one's telling him he's wrong. You know what I mean? I you like know what the problem is? These people keeps, wrote Frozen, and no one's telling them they're wrong. After the that. problem is Lin Manuel keeps. <laughs> freaking swinging and he keeps like Encanto is a brilliant Disney movie you know what I mean it's great yeah and like tick tick boom someone when I heard they were gonna let him direct I was like guys I know he's Lin-Manuel but you're gonna let him direct the whole movie he can't do tick tick boom is a freaking phenomenal he's very talented but I'm just saying that there's gonna be some there's gonna be another bring it on there's There's gonna gonna be be another another bring it on on. there's gonna be times where you have to tell him no but there was gonna be there what was the monkey what was the monkey thing on Netflix that no one watched oh um, my god you're right yes he made the music and yes. he acted in it and no one and talks no one about watched it that because vivo right vivo yep oh and lin-manuel he was in mary poppins too uh you know like you know nobody talks about him <laughs> yeah. in the immortal in the immortal uh the hbo uh, show what is it called immortal engines is the golden else. compass tv the golden show, compass yes. thing nobody thinks this that's that's his you know it's so. true but so, but when you swing as hard as he does, and nobody <laughs> yeah. cares about that stuff. But yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah. that's. I think it's also it's a husband wife duo. It's, it's, it mm-hmm. seems like it was. I mean, I'm reading here. It's a new musical. They put it up in L.A. and mm. obviously it did not take off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, everyone makes musicals all the time, and these people are, come from notoriety, so it like got made, but 100%. maybe it wasn't quite there, yeah. or maybe you know. No, I, there's a lot of stinky musicals, and I feel like I don't. I think that this one could be better if it if it continued and really like focused in on missing aspects of season the stuff missing from season one. Yeah, yeah, and I think some of it's the script. Some of it's the script. Some of the lines that May and Carlos have to deliver, mm-hmm. they deliver them well. But if you because I was um, being so critical, I was able to take a step back listening to some of these lines and in a, in a vacuum. Some of them are pretty bad. I, yeah. I there was one time where a uh, time or two I looked at Lexi and I repeated the line back and I was like, "Is that what they just said?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, mm-hmm. "That was a bad line. That needed mm-hmm. a rewrite." I I'm not even that good of a writer, but like that's not one that I would have. It was yeah. like that's how you make me feel. Or there's just like a couple like like bad lines that I was yeah. like, mm, Although cool, cool, cool. I will say this about some of the stuff. Man, a lot of the stuff really resonated with me. <laughs> <laughs> i know there is uh Please that song me. where he's like love halfway where like oh i'm gonna like be in love with you i'm gonna like love you but like i'm never gonna get hurt or whatever i was like oh shit like definitely been like i could do this without getting hurt i could you know yeah and yeah, yeah. it's you're stupid and i was like no yeah. you're dumb dumb dummy and you need to learn <laughs> i yeah or you, you are not alone i'm being seen and and realizing you're, you're not alone I know, but then you have something like that, and then you have a song that does like the exact same thing, like Michael in the bathroom, and it's like one of those songs is a very good song, and one of those is a very not good song. 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying there, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. one of those is a banger. It's not the one they gave Carlos the same. Have you watched that musical though? That's a crappy musical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that song is a banger. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs mm-hmm. are bangers in there. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That song got to Broadway just because, or that musical got to Broadway just because a couple of those songs were pretty good. Yeah. You know, fun sure fact, lived. that's where uh, from everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, what's her face? Stephanie Shu. That was, uh, she was in the original production of that. Oh, cool. Yeah. She's a Broadway girl. Anyway, so shoot there was one more thing i was gonna say and then we could have finished you were just saying it. uh what were you just saying musicals you love them this was your favorite show ever that you watched you love uh i lost it i don't know okay i, lost it. I don't know oh oh i remember i remember there was just one more one more bad thing and then i'm done okay i was so excited I was not excited about the drugs. Marcus, I hate drugs. Okay. I think it's a it's it's so cheap. It's so like, and then they have a drug experience. That's why there's music, and that's how we find what we need to find. That's how we fix it. I hate it. You know it. I I I'm very liberal about a lot of things. I don't Except like drugs. I I it's ruined so many people's lives. I don't think it's worth it. I think you should burn them all and never have any. I'm very, very like, and that's not even say they should all be legal. We should do all those super liberal things, right? Because that's how you fix the problem. When we crack down on the prescription drug pills, you know, it went from 20,000 people a year to dying to 100,000 people a dying. Like that, that doesn't work. I know that, right? That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But drugs aren't good. And I hate it when it's in a narrative. But when Miguel came out and there was in Legend of uh, Zelda font, Miguel and they're about to play the game. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was like, so like, okay, show great. I'm back in. I'm here. Okay, cool. We're gonna have a video game musical number, mm-hmm. Miguel. And I was so disappointed with that song. I, I like, and it was so simple. Oh, I, he's gonna walk through and he's gonna have more armor and he's gonna put the more armor on. You're right. And, yeah, yeah. And 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 the voices are gonna leave like in either. the treasure trust. It was just like so, like. There were so many pieces that were there ripe yeah. for the picking, mm-hmm. right? Like in the in the actor they got to what's his name that they got to be there during the that number, the one the the wizard gosh, guy. What's his name? Yeah, uh Norm Lewis. Norm Lewis is like one of those freaking Broadway actors that is like iconic. Mm-hmm. I saw him and the other guy who was Magoosh. Mm-hmm. Those are like Big gets, Marcus. Those are like big, 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 big gets. And the fact that he did this, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was real bad. Oh, man. You were just, you really wanted to be on TV, huh? Because that's not, that did not work. I know Broadway people are famous, technically. But, like, how famous? Like. Famous enough that like, you didn't know how who he much was. it would it cost for us to get one on the podcast? I, I guess we did have a Broadway person on the podcast. We did. Yeah, yeah look at us, <laughs> uh, Marcus. We could, we could get Broadway people. Mm-hmm. They don't pay Broadway actors enough to be like a Tom Hanks. They yeah, like yeah, this yeah. guy is on the level of Tom Hanks in the Broadway world, but yeah. he doesn't get that kind of money. So we could probably get him. Honestly, I, I, my biggest regret in life is that I didn't love this show. Because now it feels like we probably aren't going to ask Carlos Valdez to be on this podcast. Because if I love this show and you love this show, we probably could have got him on. And I'm mm. forever sorry about that. I am forever sorry. Wow. About that. that that seems like a gettable get. I love him. And I am saddened by that. I would love to have him. as. I don't know if I could handle him as a guest because I would so desperately want to be friends with him. He was a star kid. Oh, wow. 
he he helped co-wrote me and my dick which is what they wrote right mm-hmm. before the Harry Potter musical yeah. and he played bass for the Harry Potter musical wow and was I knew he was like a music tracks kid. on twisted cuz they did the flash episode where that was a musical and he he was like oh yeah they all had like musical backgrounds yeah i knew i knew that yeah. but oh crap that's so cool i didn't know he was a star yeah and you ruined it so take I'm back everything sorry. you said Take Marcus, this was said. this was the best show I've ever seen in my life. Thank Every you. musical number slaps. I hope Thank I'm gonna yes, go. Yes, yes, I am gonna yes, go. I'm yes. gonna go go to bed right now, listening to the quest and a Christmas prayer uh-huh. and what if and smart, 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 smart baby bangers. Let's go. Thank you. Best show ever, guys. Come on our podcast, please. May Whitman could have been on our podcast. Come on. She seemed too big. <laughs> may women's like she does a lot of a lot of stuff and she's been working since she was like six and she does a lot of um voiceover work too she, i think she's kind of too big she you're, was little you're, Susie you're, Johnny Bravo. you're thinking too small you're telling me i'm thinking okay think it cool. too small i just said we can get cisco you think it's too small and i'm saying we could get may women and i'm saying you're a fool <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, we can probably get tom cruise we let him talk a little bit about scientology and <laughs> I don't even know how we would get up, get like connected with it. We go to his like church. How- we go to Scientology church. We work our way up the ranks. We lose like millions of dollars. We go into debt, but we get there. Just saying. We hurt a lot of we'll people along the way and we'll get, we'll get right where Tom Cruise is. We'll hurt so many people along <laughs> the way. We'll get just, that's, that's the goal for the Marcus. Marcus, anything else you'd like to bring up about up here? I loved it. I connected with a lot of the characters. It's not a perfect show. It's arguably maybe a, not a good hey, show. Let's <laughs> just let me let me I read a couple a rotten tomato ratings for you uh, here. That's uh, going to change Slanton. anything for me. Hold on. No, no, no. Perfect. Joyce, Joyce Slatton from Common Sense Media said up here takes its time warming up. It's true. But the rewards are worth waiting for. Oh, that's wholesome. John Paul King, Washington Blade said up here boasts an extremely polished sharply cinematic aesthetic that goes a long way towards softening any resistance to his musical conceits james cruz said pre-millennial and dating angst has never sounded so good or provided quite such entertaining viewing you know so you're not the only one that made me hate the show all of a sudden i don't know why (laughs) because someone else liked it <laughs> Lower the Rotten Tomato score a bit more, please. Okay, here, help, so help, you, like help, help you better. Adam Block from Ready Steady Cut said, Up here is a romantic comedy music that largely fails in all three How dare you run. say that about the greatest show to ever be Matt made? Matt Roush from the TV Insider said, I'm a sucker for musicals, but despite some fairly catchy tunes and the considerable charms of its lead, there were times I wanted to beg up here to unplug the jukebox. How dare you? Also, okay. why... That's a weird thing. I I feel like you can watch some reviewers like try to be clever. Like they're like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna come. Oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna come up with something clever, and then uh, they don't. I think Angie Ha nailed it when she said the leads are great, their show is not, and that's what I'll leave <laughs> us with. I thought the show was great, Nick, but I'll ask you your opinions. Nick, okay. did you like the show? <laughs> no, I really didn't. It was very bad. I'm glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. Would you continue watching the show if there's a season two? Marcus, I think you liked it too much for me not to. Yeah. I I I want it to be better, not because I enjoyed the experience, but I do love the leads, mm-hmm. and I do want you to be right. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to come, become right. 
in a season two. So yes, I would continue to watch it, hoping for you that it got better. I disagree with the rightness and wrongness. I think I like the show and that's not going to change. That can't be wrong. I don't I don't necessarily know if I said the show was as good Good? as you think. (laughs) I you inference that it's at least mediocrely good. Mm -hmm. And I would disagree with that statement. I enjoyed it. I'm so glad you did. And I hope that it gets better if it continues i think that there's just something to be said about making a show that people can see themselves in and resonate with that isn't seen uh, all the time and that's really my biggest takeaway from the show and the truth is musical shows get made so little because they're so hard to make because there's so Mm -hmm. much more involved that anytime one comes along i'm gonna even if it's the second season of this i'm going to watch it you know that's good yeah i truly did cry in almost every single episode so it definitely did work for me need one good song you know i get and that you can stand the test of time yeah so like if it season two comes and it comes with that one song that's on mm-hmm. that, that i'm gonna audition with right yeah the yeah. whole place in my heart forever it that's, just needs that's that. a good point of like uh, of success for a musical theater thing is like if being in my would book audition for it then like or audition with it then that that's a good sign yeah okay would you recommend the show no okay that's understandable no i also don't think i would recommend the show (laughs) yeah they should go rock smash instead (laughs) no i i don't definitely don't recommend that i like the show a lot but unless you are i think similar to me i don't think i would recommend the show to to anybody sure else like even musical theater people i don't know if they would like the show just because it is musical theater you know yeah, yeah, it it it, it emits it misses some of the tenets that make people who like musicals like this. So I think yeah. I, I I agree with you. This is a very specific kind of show that you would give to a specific kind of person. It's yeah. not a broad, you know, show to give to lots of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas some things transcend, like Steven Universe, even though it's very specific, it transcends. So you tell everyone to watch it, right? Yeah. Well, Marcus, next week we will be doing Guardians of the Galaxy Woo! Volume Three. Volume. In the meantime. Three. Please leave us, rate us, and review us on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast, or on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. If you uh, would like to, you can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash now try this cast and join the conversation. You get to join the discard. You get to vote on the challenge. That will be coming up really soon. Have an influence. You be our third best friend. You tell us something shitty to watch so we can rag on you. That's the point. That's why you do it. Or... Maybe you are able to share that love with someone else. And that's why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully that was beautifully put, Nick. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. And remember to go out there and try things. Bye. Good night. Friends get together so they can try things. Shit on the floor? Sometimes I'm teaching kids chess, dude. Oh, oh, they meant in your apartment. I was like, what are you talking about? You don't I I know you have a couch. (laughs) (laughs) No, these kids. I mean Uh, they're they're little kids. I have to like get down with them. Nah. Be like, yo, sorry, Paul, or whatever your the dad's name is. You gotta set this kid up on the table. my knees hurt.